The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Life with Mariana podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Hewitt. In this episode, I'm talking to someone who inspires me so much. It is Mona Katan, the co-founder and global president of Huda Beauty and Kaali. We're going to talk about her morning routine, how she deals with doubt, what it's like to be a successful woman entrepreneur in the Middle East, and she's also giving some great advice for new and indie brand founders who are looking to start a business. So if you want to hear all from Mona, keep listening. Hi, everyone. I am here with Mona Katan. She is the co-founder and global president of Huda Beauty and Kiali. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love you so much. I love everything you do. And honestly, I'm so honored to be with you. (laughs) So funny. I was thinking about the first time that we met and it was so many years ago in Dubai. And I went to lunch with you and your sister And you guys were telling us how you just launched Lashes at Sephora Middle East. And it seems so crazy (laughs) to think about where the brands have gone from then to now. But when I met you both, you were so sweet, so kind, so supportive. You had your salon at the time. I went and got my nails done in a blowout. And ever since then, and every time I've seen you, you're just, you have the best energy. You're so supportive and so kind. And so I'm so excited for people to experience that positive energy through today's episode. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I feel the same way about you. And I actually remember that lunch that we had. I feel like it was yesterday. I think it was Dubai mall. And I think we went to this like Moroccan kind of restaurant. I'm trying to remember, but I do remember it super clear. And I remember just meeting you and thinking that girl is too sweet. Oh, and you. honestly, you have the best energy ever. Me and Huda both fell in love with you that day. Oh, you, you guys are the sweetest. And the brand has grown so much between now and then. What was your expectations like of like what you thought it was going to be versus like what it actually became? To be honest, you know, when we first launched our lash brand, we just wanted to launch really bomb lashes and we wanted people to love them. We wanted to you know, disrupt the industry because back then there weren't that many amazing lash brands. So that was our goal is like, let's fill the gap. Hedda was actually like sticking together tons of lashes for all her clients when she was doing makeup back then. So everybody kept coming up to me and they'd always be like, where can we get Hedda's lashes? I need Hedda's lashes. They're the best. And I just remembered hearing that question all the time. So I was like, you know, we really need to launch a brand and make something out of this to like just give people better lashes. That was our ultimate goal at the time. So we never expected to then launch color cosmetics Mm -hmm. and then everything else, skincare, fragrance, you know, initially it was just like solving a problem and just giving people better lashes. (laughs) And what year were you starting to work on the brand and what year did you launch? So we started on the the idea of launching a lash brand that was in 2012. Oh my gosh. It was either the end of 2011 or 2012. And it took about a year from just the development process, you know, the packaging and also convincing retailer to take us on because that Mm -hmm. was really tough. We got so many no's. People kept refusing to take us on board. And Huda's heart was always set on Sephora. Like she was like, if we launch, I really want to launch in Sephora. And luckily it didn't work out with everybody else. And it ended up working out with Sephora and we're able to launch in Sephora Dubai Mall. And we broke records from day one, actually. So it was really, really successful. There were so many people who let us down before that (laughs) happened. And we got so many rejections, but thank God everything worked out. 
when that happens at the beginning, how do you deal with doubt? You know, you just have to force yourself to keep going. I've always been a big believer. If you don't give up, you're going to get there eventually or you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, just keep trying until you make it. You know, if you never give up, you're going to one day reach your goals. And like you see incredible stories, like the guy who created KFC, like I think he was in his 80s when he finally sold his recipe. I mean, don't quote me, but it was very like later on in his life. And I see those really incredible and inspiring stories and I I like to read them. And it, it just really, I feel like seeing what everybody else has done from working so hard and just being dedicated, I think that, you know, that's something that we should all be living our lives based on that. You know, I think that we should all inspire each other and we all know that nothing good comes easy. It might look easy, but <laughs> nothing, nothing is easy. Not, not even a single day. <laughs> it's, it's way more difficult. And then I think people think because the brand is well known that it's easier because it's bigger now, but I think that's mm-hmm. definitely not the case, especially having your own brand. I know. So now that the brand is so well known, what kind of pressures do you feel because of that? Honestly, there's there's so much pressure just to make sure that our clients, are, our customers are happy and to make sure that we're always innovating. When you first start out, people don't really have very big expectations of you. They're always like, okay, well, you launched something that's cute. They're kind of like, <laughs> I think they're just supporting us to support like a nice indie small brand that's trying to make it. And then as you grow, we still get that support, but the pressure is on and to be able to innovate with every single launch is challenging especially when you don't know what other people are creating. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. just coincidentally, you'll be working on something and development takes years. So then by the time you launch it, people are launching similar things and it's always like the scariest thing, just not knowing if when you actually do end up launching, (laughs) if it's going to still be original from the time you first decided to create something. So that's really hard. It's part of the challenge and it's something that we love. It's part of why we love what we do. And when you were starting the brand together, obviously you guys hadn't had a beauty company before. So what's it like doing things for the first time and having to figure things out along the way? That's actually what made me so passionate about the brand in the first place. It was just like being able to problem solve. Like I've always loved being a problem solver. So I felt very excited. Every time we had a new challenge, I was like, oh gosh, how are we going to fix this? You know? And um, back then it was just me, Huda, Adia, and, you know, Chris was helping us here and there. My dad was helping us here and there, but we really didn't have a team. So we had to figure things out on our own, you know, and I made Google my best friend. And I, I just think you have to be relentless, like never give up and you will find the answers. You're going to find lots of answers. And then you just have to feel like, You have to trust yourself in what feels right and go in that direction. Let's talk skincare. It is my favorite moment of self-care morning and night, which is why we created our own brand. My co-founder Lauren and I were on a mission to create a line of clean skincare products that worked, and that's how Summer Fridays was born. You may have already tried our best-selling jet lag mask, which is perfect for this time of year when your skin is feeling extra dry. Use it as an overnight mask, eye cream, or even on your hands. We've also got a limited edition jumbo size just for the holidays. In your morning routine, try CC Me Serum, which helps with hyperpigmentation and dark spots. If you're looking to help smooth your skin texture, try Summer Friday's new Soft Reset AHA Exfoliating Solution. It's a powerful three-in-one treatment that exfoliates, brightens skin, and reduces the appearance of pores. Have you been wanting to try a Summer Fridays product? Get 15% off your order with the code LIFEWITHME on summerfridays.com from now until December 17th. That's L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-M-E for 15% off on summerfridays.com. Certain exclusions apply and cannot be combined with other offers. 
And now that you guys have more of a team, how like approximately how many people do you have? And is everyone in Dubai or are some people split between the States or other places? We have three offices. So our headquarters are in Dubai and we have around 150 employees here, including our warehouse. Yeah. (laughs) In the UK, we have about, I think, 20 people in the office, but then we also have people working in store as well, which is a pretty big team. I think we're around 40 or 50 people in store. And then in LA, we have, I think we're around 20, 25 people. To be honest, I'm losing track because we're hiring people (laughs) every single week and it's, it's quite crazy. But yeah, we're a very global office. We don't really feel like we have separate offices. Like everybody's very integrated and we're always in touch. It really is like working with a very global, global company, creative things being done in every single office. And how do you communicate between the different regions? Because I imagine, especially with the time zones, it's really difficult. It is so hard. <laughs> it's probably the hardest part, you know, just not being able to have normal working hours. And to be honest, we all kind of struggle with it because, you know, we have different working hours. We have different working days as well. Like in Dubai, we work Sunday to Thursday, and then the rest of the world is pretty much uh, Monday to Friday. So it's challenging. We mainly communicate on WhatsApp. We <laughs> WhatsApp is our best friend. We have like WhatsApp groups. And then we also use other things like Microsoft Teams and emails. But WhatsApp is probably our main form of communication. And we just have tons of groups for like every sort of project or every department. So that works really well. But what we also did just to like give people more ease is we've, we've introduced something called self-love day. So once a month, um, actually now we've done it twice a month recently, we give people an extra day off. So we're trying to head our way towards a four day work week because we feel like people are working such long hours and they're working sometimes even on the weekend. So we really want to give people a day to just love themselves and do whatever kind of self-care they need to do. And I think giving people time to switch off actually makes them a lot more efficient. I think so too. And on your YouTube channel, I know you talked about how you want to share more about mental health. What are some of your mental self-care tips? So I know taking that extra day off for yourself, which is hard when it's your own brand, (laughs) but what are some things that you like to do that really help you? I could spend my whole (laughs) whole call with you on this because it's hard. You know, I think it's hard for all of us, everybody living in 2020. It's just how do we keep ourselves mentally healthy? We need to have like a very solid routine. For me personally, like I really believe in kind of the miracle morning steps. I don't know if you've read that book. They have something called Lifesavers, which is silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing or journaling. So I try to make sure that I do at least three or four of those steps first thing in the morning. Sometimes I do all of them. But I feel like getting up early and giving myself that time just for me before, you know, the craziness starts is it really changes my entire mood, my mindset. So I'm a big believer in waking up early and be ahead of everyone. Because if you're waking up right on time to start work, you're just in, you know, kind of like answer mode. So you can't really be proactive and schedule your own time. So a big believer in waking up early. Your title is co-founder and global president. So if people don't know what a global president is, what kind of falls under that title or do you kind of do any and everything for the business? I'm not really big into titles because that was the thing. It was, it was always like kind of confusing on what title do I actually have? And this is something that's changed so much over the past lifetime of our business. So, you know, I think it's just really, you have to do whatever needs to be done right now. Just in the company operationally, I'm very involved with 
KLE especially, but also influencers and PR and business partnerships. That's always been the area that I love the most. And then, you know, when I need to step in and help with certain things, like I will do it. When you are, you know, a co-founder or an, or an owner and you're on the board, you just really need to be responsible for everything. So you need to do whatever needs to be done and you need to roll up your sleeves. And, you know, having a a title like that doesn't mean you get to do less. It means you need to do more and mm-hmm. you need to make sure everybody has support, you know, but, but we do, we have it. <laughs> Honestly, our team is, they're just incredible. I couldn't say enough good things about them. They are just a dream team. A team is everything. I think in forward-facing companies like that are founded by influencers or well-known people, they get a lot of the credit. But like I say all the time, like it really is our team. Like we could not do it without our small you know, team at Summer Fridays of our amazing yeah. employees. Like it would be nothing without them. So I know we get credit as founders, but they're mm-hmm. definitely like the backbone of the company. Absolutely. <laughs> Same here. I would run away. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> um, within Huda Beauty now, you have started new brands and KLE being one of them. It's a personal favorite of mine. I'm wearing vanilla right now. Oh, it's my, oh my most, gosh, I feel like every so opportunity happy. people have, it's like my most favorite scent. It's the best. Oh, and I know you're so passionate. I've seen, you your so video- I've seen your videos of your fragrance, you. like closet. What was it like? <laughs> launching new brands under Huda Beauty and calling them, you know, another brand name within the company? You know, it was really challenging. And that was something that it was a big decision. You know, when we first decided we wanted to venture into fragrance, a lot of people were like, why don't you call it Huda Beauty? You know, especially with a lot of retailers, they were like, you know, you already have all this credibility under the brand. Why don't you maximize off of it? But we just felt like if we did that, we would be trapped into the Huda Beauty DNA and it would really limit us from being able to create something really special and different. And I just, we just both really felt strongly that we didn't want to dilute the brand equity of Huda Beauty either, you know, because if you become one of those brands that just slaps your logo on everything and anything, you know, it's going to mean nothing. So we really wanted to create something original, unique, and something that really was authentic, like the story behind KLE. It's really personal. It's got a lot of ties to our heritage, our culture. We wanted to be able to have that flexibility, which we wouldn't have had if we called it Huda Beauty. I think it's so amazing. And like, I love all the scents so much. And I just got like the new little, the like travel rollerball one. And now I have it in my purse too. So like, I can't live without (laughs) it if you guys haven't tried it yet. It's just the best. And then we talked about you living in Dubai. And I think regionally, like things are different, but what is it like being a successful woman in the Middle East? It's got its pros and cons. I mean, I think that, you know, the pros are we are definitely inspiring young women. And that to me is everything. It's amazing. Like when I see younger girls now look to create their own empire or work really hard and they don't have that mindset of, I just need to find a husband and get married or just follow the traditional route of just what society expects them to do. So that is so rewarding and on so many levels, because I just think having financial independence and having the ability to look forward and building yourself rather than just finding, you know, someone to take care of you. I feel like that is giving people freedom and power and giving women power is something so important to us. The challenge is it does make it kind of like hard to meet guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like I think that, you know, I think globally it's always hard to find a man who's secure enough in himself to be with an empowered woman and to empower her even more. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a really strong man to do that. Someone who's really secure as well. But you know, just traditionally, it's a little bit hard. It can be a little bit lonely sometimes too, Mm -hmm. because 
it's hard to find people who are as dedicated as you and who are just as driven as you. And, you know, that just sometimes it can make it a bit lonely. I totally get the loneliness. And I think having your sister and co-founders and other people on the journey with you does make the journey a little less lonely because at least within the company, you have the same goals of like everything that you're working towards. So I say all the time, like I'm so fortunate to have a co-founder because I think it would be even lonelier if you started a business alone. I think it would be so difficult. And then speaking of brand founders, what advice do you have for new brand founders wanting to start a beauty company? Because I feel like there's so many popping up now and like I love seeing new indie brands. So what advice do you have for them? I would say like first and foremost, find something that you're truly so passionate about. It's super competitive right now. And the truth is, you know, a lot of people are just launching things that are kind of like me too brands, you know, it's like they're, they're seeing what everybody else is doing and then they're jumping on the bandwagon. And I think that's just, that's an equation for a disaster. If I'm honest, it's oversaturation. It's then nobody really even does well. It's just, everybody does not even okay. They might not even do well at all, but I think find something you're really passionate about. Like for example, you know, when we launched lashes at the time, there were not many lash brands you know, and that's why I think we were able to thrive. We found a gap and we said, how can we do this better? And we did it. So when you want to launch something, pick one product or like one category, even like you did, you know, like you launched a bomb mass and you started off small and now you're launching other products. I think that's so smart. And I think that it a shows that you're not just trying to capitalize off of an entire category. You're trying to go in authentically and create really incredible formulas, you know, not use things that are just already out there. So I think pick one product or one category, something that you really, truly, truly believe in and that you have so much passion for, because I think if you don't have passion, you're not going to last. I think so too. And and then outside of your passions of business, which I feel like it's hard because work takes up so much of our life, what hidden passions do you have or or aspirations that you have for your life that aren't tied to work? <laughs> so I'm I'm actually looking into becoming a trained therapist. Oh, um, I love therapy. <laughs> yeah, I really I really love therapy. I'm looking at going back to school. I actually found a really amazing program online. I don't know if you know Marissa Peer. She's on YouTube. She's incredible, but she has created a type of therapy called Rapid Transformation Therapy, RTT. I'm obsessed with therapy. I love it. I just recently started getting into it like a year ago. And like since then, I think it's my my other obsession that I have in life. I just love giving it to people. Like I've probably bought like 20 sessions for people in my life and I just see them transform and that really excites me. It makes me feel so good to see people heal themselves and just become a better version of themselves. I think like, you know, good therapy is like turning on the lights and getting good awareness. So that will probably be part two of my life, but I'm, I'm starting like work on that right now. Like I'm, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can about therapy and just, I'm going to become a therapist for sure. Oh, I love that. And I can so see that for you because I feel like <laughs> you have such great energy and you'd be able to give people such great advice. So oh, I love you. that. Thank you so much. If there was a moment in time that you could go back in your business, what would you want to experience again? Oh, you know, I think I would want to experience like starting up again, like when it was just the three of us and just being so small and like having to figure everything out on our own. Like there was something so beautiful about that. You know, it's just like the bigger you become, the harder it is to kind of like keep that connectivity mm-hmm. between the entire team. And like, it's beautiful growing, but it's also scary. So I do, I do miss that intimacy of just 
all of us being in the same room, same table, even like the same like cubicle almost, that's something I'd want to relive. And just, I'd want to really celebrate those moments a bit more because I think that when you're so small, all you can think about is surviving. So you don't even like take the time to, you don't even take the time to just like be like, wow, that was really incredible. You know, you're, you're thinking about all the problems, all the all the things, all the stress, all the pressure. So I think I would celebrate more and I would just really appreciate this, the time where we were very small. There's a beauty in it. I think so too. Before we launched the brand, someone had told me like, really stop and celebrate these moments because they pass so fast. And they're just like these these specific days. And so the first, they're our anniversary each year. We order like John and Vinny's, which is like an Italian restaurant oh, in Los Angeles. I we have John and Vinny's. It's so good. We have it on our anniversary each year. We eat it at home. And then I have videos of like the first time we saw the brand at Sephora in stores because once you see things in store, you kind of get used to it after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing like yeah. the first feeling and the first time of seeing your brand. And now every time I go into Sephora, you guys have the most beautiful gondolas. I see the products every time I walk in. They're front and center. And I'm so Thank you. proud of you guys. Um, <laughs> where you can so people much. find your brands around the world? Sephora is a global partner. So everywhere they're located, we sell with them. So we are in North America, Canada, Europe, Middle East. We're in Southeast Asia and Australia and New Zealand. We've launched in a few a few Asian countries in South Korea. We've launched in some retailers in China that don't require you to test on animals. So they're kind of like in free zones. Mm-hmm. And then in the UK, we're with Boots, Harrods, Selfridges. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> There's, There's so, so many. many. Cult Beauty, Phil Unique. But yeah, we we have expanded a lot. We're, we're not in South America yet and we haven't properly infiltrated uh, China. So that's something that we would like to do. Those are definitely for, I think, 2022 probably. That's amazing. And I think it's like, as a new brand, I think people ask us, well, you're not new, but we are new. And people ask all the time, like, why aren't you in this region yet? And we're like, when we want to go into a region, we have to really be able to fully support it, want it to succeed. And there's so much you have to Mm -hmm. learn about going into new regions. Even when we think about product development, when you guys Mm -hmm. develop products, do you think regionally or do you think globally? Because especially with fragrance specifically, there might be certain fragrances in the Middle East that people love. And then in North America, there's other scents people like. Yeah, no, we we definitely, for Huda Beauty, we typically think globally with the exception of parts of Asia, because like, for example, when you develop certain lashes, like they will suit different types of eyes shapes. So that's something that you do have to kind of work in terms of development. But for the most part, it's very global. For Kayali, you're right. Like there are some scents that are very loved in the region that maybe are not loved so much in the U.S., but I'm really working on globalizing Middle Eastern scents. So we're trying to make whatever we love global. And I know that's going to be challenging, but I think we're going to get there. I think that brands like Tom Ford have done such an incredible job of taking really incredible kind of Middle Eastern inspired scents and making them global huge successes. And I've seen a few other brands do that as well. And I think that, you know, he was really a pioneer for the fragrance industry. And I hope that I want to get Americans to love oud. That's mm-hmm. going to be a goal of mine. <laughs> it's so good. I love it too. And like, I never feel like I'm complete without fragrance. Like I have it right by my yeah. door when I walk out and like, it's the very last thing I do. Even if I'm just running to the grocery store or working out, I just feel like it's, it's my favorite. I can't live without it. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Thank you. I know you do this on your YouTube channel. So I wanted to ask you what your current favorite quote is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hard because I have so many, but I was going to pick just one and it's actually like on my notes. Like I have it on my notes every single day, 
Like I try to put my favorite quote there so I see it and it just like gets imprinted in my brain. And it is what you permit, you promote. And this was really important for me because I, I really had to work on setting boundaries with people and kind of, you know, just, yeah, not being too nice. So that was something that I really learned. Like if you allow people to do something, you're teaching them that that's okay with you. So you really have to kind of put your foot down whenever you don't want people to do things. So they realize like they can't do it anymore. And yeah, if you're, if you allow things to happen, you're basically telling people to do, keep doing it, you know? So I think it's a good reminder for everyone just to like, be careful what you're permitting every day. That's an amazing quote and a great way to end this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And where can everyone follow you? Follow me at Mona Katan, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) And at Kaylee as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, my sweetheart. I always love speaking to you. And honestly, I'm so excited for your podcast. I'm going to be listening to every single one. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.